This is an extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast of a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. All right, let's move on to our second piece of information tonight, the Environmental Sustainability Framework Review the Community Feedback Updates and Clarifications. Dr. Swift. Thank you, Madam President and Trustees. We really appreciate everyone out in the community who took time to respond to the open uh, time for community feedback. We had good, solid support, and Mr. Lautzana is here to share uh, the update um, on that feedback and clarifications and adjustments uh, that we're considering. And trustees, you know this is coming forward next week. Our goal this evening was just simply to share what we heard from across our community and uh, to revisit some of the adjustments that we're considering. Uh, Mr. Lazzana. Great. Thank you, Dr. Swift. Uh, good evening, Board of Education, um, President Lazarus, and Ann Arbor Public Schools community. Um, so um, we I'm happy to be here to report on the public uh, feedback, the community feedback about the AAPS Environmental Sustainability uh, Framework. And I see uh, we're getting the slides up there. Awesome. Um, so I'm just going to, uh, the next slide will uh, have the brief overview of the presentation. I'm just going to do a, show a few slides about the overall framework. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. That's a repeat for this board, but they're included here for members of the public who may download this and want a little better understanding of the, uh, the plan. Uh, then I'll dive into the report and then talk a little bit about um, some of the updates and clarifications that we want to share. Um, so again, this is the mission and vision behind the environmental sustainability framework. Um, you'll recall that it's kind of come to fruition through a number of, um, number of efforts, board policy 8000 environmental sustainability, um, our historic bond referendum, which had a lot of environmental content in it, um, the Environmental Sustainability Task Force, um, as well as learning from other school districts around the country and our local uh, partner institutions. Um, this is just a kind of a timeline. The board authorized the formation of the task force in March of 2021. Uh, we received applications in April, May, and June, and selected the Environmental Sustainability Task Force uh, with the charge to advise the AAPS Board of Education on a formal sustainability plan. And then we commenced meeting uh, for uh, quite some time. Next slide, please. And you'll see we met a total of 15 times as a task force. Um, and beginning around August of 2022, we, of course, had been talking to other AAPS departments, but began that process in earnest as we were preparing the plan um, to meet uh, with departments and review the content of the plan with those who, whose work areas were covered in the plan. Um, then we brought the uh, first briefing item, November 30th. Um, we've had a couple weeks of community feedback, and I'm here to report um, on that community feedback. And this is just the overall uh, structure of the plan. Uh, it's formed in three areas, environmental education and climate literacy, responsible operations, maintenance, and construction, and healthy school, uh, healthy and sustainable school campuses informed by core values, shared commitments, and community partnerships. Uh, and this is the, uh, the kind of the uh, 
table of contents, if you will, and um, this is all available on the website for people to review in detail. Uh, so we use a tool called Thought Exchange. Um, it allows for uh, people to comment anonymously uh, about the plan and then also rate or star the comments of others. So after you've submitted a comment, or even if you don't submit a comment, you can go in and see the comments and thoughts of others and then assign a one through five star rating. So if you vehemently disagree with something, you can put a one on it. If you're kind of neutral, you can put a three on it. If you wholeheartedly agree, you can give it five stars. And we asked three leading questions to get people's uh, minds turning a little bit. Um, what most excites you about the plan? What strengths do you see? And of course, what opportunities for improvement do you see? Um, and so we had a total of 202 participants. They shared nearly 150 thoughts. And uh, we had over 3,000 star ratings. So that's 3,000 times people read somebody else's thought, thought about the thought, and assigned a star value to that. And uh, there is a link here, and we'll put this on the website tomorrow. Um, if you click on that link or through the website tomorrow, you can see all uh, 202, uh, 149 thoughts and their rankings and some other interesting content there. Um, but um, today I'll just kind of be looking at the top 20 thoughts and some of the thoughts that were towards the bottom. Uh, we had a, a pretty good diversity of participation across our different kind of categories here. About 50% parents. I was really excited uh, with some reach out that we got 47 students to participate in this. This is really great to see 25% student participation. Um, we were in the beginning, we were only at about 7%, and we did some reach out and got that number quite a bit higher. Uh, we have some staff, community members, and a few on the other category. And this is looking at it uh, by school. Um, I'm glad that we had at least one thought from every school, which is really encouraging. And I think the uh, Pioneer High School wins the prize here with 61 thoughts. Um, I think that's due to a couple of science teachers over there who brought this to their classes and got the students engaged in this. So that's really exciting to see that participation at the high school level. And so um, just some of the general themes that we hear. Um, uh, this is sort of compiled by keyword analysis and some other things by the, by the software, but styrofoam trays, energy, food, health, recycling, uh, the sentiment that the plan was long overdue, the need to reduce, be sustainable, climate change, and I think plan just because people use the word plan a lot and got, got put on this graphic here. And uh, this is a, a word cloud. Um, so... In this graphic, uh, it's what words that are mentioned most often get bigger and those that are mentioned less are smaller. And uh, really the takeaway here is, you know, styrofoam, recycling, composting, and energy were really the bulk of the thoughts. A lot of comments about styrofoam, recycling, composting, and, and some also about energy. You'll see other things in there like emissions, cars, waste, climate, sustainability, uh, other, other things, reduce, eliminating. Um, so next. So uh, the next couple of slides are the top 20 thoughts. Um, and in each one of these, you'll see um, the 4.2 on the top one there with a little uh, box pointing at it. That's the overall average rating. And then the second box the, next to the little people there, the 22 in this 
uh, top thought. That's the number of people who uh, start it. And then the, the bar graph to the right, as you'll see, this is at the top. And so there's a lot of people who give it five stars, some who gave it four, and then the number of three, two, and no one gave this one, in this case, a one star rating. Um, so you'll see a lot of talk here about single use plastics. Uh, renewable energy curriculum was very highly rated. Uh, healthy meals, uh, food waste. Uh, styrofoam, um, single-use plastics again, a lot of talk about uh, cafeteria waste. Um, I think this uh, only 4.6% plastics taken is recycled. I think that's some kind of a national statistic. I'm not exactly sure where that came from, but people latched onto that. Um, again, single-use items, single-use items, um, student nutrition and uh, styrofoam trays. And you'll see the same theme here, uh, styrofoam trays. Uh, here's uh, something a little different. Uh, rain gardens are good for the environment. People uh, rated that really highly. Um, reducing energy emissions, uh, that was rated highly. Uh, composting, uh, cafeteria plates and utensils should be made reusable. That is a big challenge, but it's certainly something people are interested in seeing. Um, styrofoam trays, styrofoam trays, um, styrofoam trays, three in a row. Um, and then the, the fourth on this page is, is interesting, include local and student climate groups when considering who comes in our student classrooms to educate about climate and sustainability, uplift local nonprofits. It's a great thought. And glad to see the elimination of styrofoam trays mm. in the cafeterias. So these are the bottom six thoughts. And, um, you know, again, thank you, trustees, for your service, because I know you hear these things a lot more than, than I do. Um, some, some negativity here. Um, you shouldn't be leveraging your central role in education. Your goal should be to educate, not to abuse your power or your religious politics. Uh, that was not very highly rated. Um, and you can see some of the other ones here. Um, just one more reason to consider homeschooling was not rated very highly. And has the district considered closing some buildings and moving vir virtually to save on carbon emission? So those were some of the lower rated thoughts. So, uh, you know, I've read through all of these, and I think there's a there's a couple of things that um, we're we're modifying the framework, and we'll be posting that also tomorrow. Um, one of the things that uh, was mentioned uh, in a couple of different thoughts that was a really uh, interesting thought, and I think we should consider adding it is, and it's not an easy thing to tackle, but how do we enhance the use of busing and try to reduce the use of personal vehicles for driving to students to and from schools? That's a very difficult not to crack, but there are a lot of carbon emission savings if more people use busing. Um, and in, um, I'll talk about that a little bit more on the next slide, um, but um, we did add the full job description for my position, Executive Director of Environmental Sustainability, um, that was posted some time ago. We added that as an appendix so that everybody could see that as requested. And um, we also added AAPS to the survey chart in Appendix C um, 
That includes other school districts and local institutional sustainability plans. And so um, a couple clarifications. There was a lot of talk, some in the survey, some in other communications about interim goals. And I just wanted to point out that in uh, this section 1.13 on natural on-site natural gas combustion, we do call for a next step to develop a phase plan with interim targets to eliminate on-site scope one emissions from natural gas combustion by 2035. Um, we do need to study, in my opinion, uh, that issue before we can set interim targets. It's a, it's a lot of boilers. It's a lot of hot water heaters. It's a lot of conversion. There's electrical grid concerns. There's timing and infrastructure and a whole lot of things there. But our goal is to develop a phased plan with interim targets. Uh, we're just not in a position to set those interim targets at this time. Um, and also tied to that is standards for end of useful life equipment. So if we're trying to convert to electricity, which is included in the plan for certain things like let's just use water heaters as an example, we don't necessarily want to go replace a water heater that's got 10 years of life left in it and just for the sake of converting to electricity because there's a ton of embodied carbon in that existing water heater that we're essentially you know, throwing away. And so one of the strategies that is supported by the, the New Building Institute and others is thinking about what happens at the end of useful life as a strategy to both save dollars so you're not throwing away <clears throat> a water heater that's got 10 years of life, but also the carbon math there. So developing systems for understanding what useful life is left in certain equipment and a plan for when that equipment needs to be replaced. And that would also help inform uh, setting those interim targets. Um, <clears throat> on the transportation side, um, this also relates to uh, interim targets. You'll see here, um, next step, develop a written plan with interim targets too. Um, and the first bullet there is new. Uh, develop a plan to encourage busing and reduce personal car driving to and from school in coordination with our Safe Routes to Schools program. Um, and then transition to electric buses and fleet vehicles and study and report on non-motorized transportation systems and develop a multi-year improvement plan. So we are, uh, in this case, we use the word intermediate targets, but it's the same concept. We need to study this and then develop uh, milestones or interim targets so that we can hit the 2035 uh, goal. And I just wanted to pull this up. This is also uh, in the report. This is unchanged from what was presented last week, but I just wanted to point to, um, you know, we recognize the importance of establishing and maintaining metrics, and uh, we are committed to developing metrics and enhancing our current metrics to measure all of these things that you see in this list. And we will continue to report um, as we have for the last five years, but the reporting will also moving forward include our best effort at a greenhouse gas inventory, including all of the items listed here, um, and to the extent that we can scope three emissions. And the first greenhouse gas inventory report will be presented to the Board of Education uh, calendar year 2023. And that would cover the previous fiscal year. And I think that's the last slide. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to make 
just a more of a comment. Thank you for this presentation and this report. Very helpful. Um, I understand why scope one emissions is such a difficult and challenging because this technology is moving. I mean, we've got the Inflation Reduction Act, which has got you know, 300 plus billion dollars that's uh, earmarked for this. Technology is going to change. The research and development is going to get become on fire. Um, and our team, our, our facilities team, our capital bond program, our sustainability, we all have to be aware of these changes. I mean, we think electrified buses is a um, far off in the future. It may not be. I mean, we may not. I mean, no, there's a lot of um, manufacturers out there, even local manufacturers right here that are testing um, buses, school buses right now as we speak. And they're trying to get that price point down to where it's competitive to a diesel bus. So um, these are things that our team is committed, our district is committed to, to always keep those things in mind, continue to do the research, keep our fingers on the pulse of the technology changing. And that will guide this framework, which is a living document, am I correct? Mm -hmm. So that is going to shift and move as the technology allows and finances allow to adjust the plan so that we can actually meet our goals. And the goal is to be, you know, to lower our carbon footprint. So any way we can possibly do it, we will look at that. I'm sure the district will look at it. I won't be here, but I'm sure the district is totally committed to keeping that as a forefront and a commitment to our community and to our, our globe, our world. So um, I appreciate this, this report and I appreciate the work that the team has done. And I know that this is a constantly moving document that will shift as the world shifts. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast featuring a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. Please subscribe to our podcast to hear Superintendent Swift talk about important AAPS issues and more. You can find out more about AAPS at a2schools.org.